Hey, Piano Man, sure is great to be playing ASL in person again. Oh, it sure is, Dave. I'm still amazed that you can uh, keep that one hand on that piano and your other hand moving these counters around and rolling them dice. Uh, surely I'm multi-talented. Yeah, well, I, I know I'm supposed to, um, I know I already fired this stack of squads that you're building there, but I, I meant to throw smoke over here. Can I, can I go back and do that? It's just right over, it won't affect the shot we just took. Sure thing, Dave. I mean, go ahead. It's a friendly game. Oh, thanks, Piano Man. You're the best. Well, I sure am easy going. You are, yeah, thanks. Oh, 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 wait, I forgot to pick up that weapon in the rally phase. Can I go back and, and pick up that, that mortar? Sure, Dave. It's a good thing this isn't the uh, ASL Open or some other tournaments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, hey, you know, I know it's the start of turn seven, but I realized over there, you know, back there on the other side of that river, I meant to pick up that light machine gun in the rally phase in turn four. Can we go back to turn four? Can I do that? Uh, no, Dave. No. Oh, no. Hello, David. Hello, Jeff. Hello, everybody. This is the two half squads. Welcome. Oh, here. look at the, look at the audience, Jeff. I see, I see Tommy, and I see Bob, and I see Mike, and I see Margaret. I don't see any of them. Remember Romper Room? I do. With the mirror. Yeah. And there was no mirror in there. It was just a hoop. It was just a hoop. I thought, so and I always thought, face. what is she trying to pull over on us, little impressionable youngsters? <laughs> That's for anyone do, that grew up in the Chicago area. Do you think that was a Chicago only thing, romper room? I probably, probably. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, G, WGN, it probably was. But was Captain Kangaroo also? Yes, yes. A Chicago thing? Yeah, people. Or, or a national thing? No, no, all oh. all that stuff. Mr. Green Jeans. Yeah. Dancing Bear, um, the Grand, Grandfather duck, Clock, the yeah. Frazier, oh. Thomas Frazier. Oh yeah, that was Chicago. And the the Garfield Goose, Goose. Garfield Goose. Yeah, Bozo Show. Bozo Show, though that may have gotten around a little bit. I, think I don't know. It, I think it was just WGM man produced right. Well, I don't know if they just couple, they may have distributed it. Listeners, chime in, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but this These is are important topics. 
certainly the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. And it is August 11th, 2020. Yeah, we're about six months into the uh, COVID-19 thing. How are you doing, Dave? You look super, by the way. Um, I had a great Must day be the, uh, today. Good camera. Yeah, well, um, I had a rough morning at 6 a.m. I woke up and I scrolled through my news feed. Oh. And got a bit anxious about stuff. And then, yeah. and then I was <laughs> don't, going, don't do that. Going around and seeing some people not taking it as seriously. And I'm thinking, maybe I am being fooled maybe it is a giant hoax and then i was like no you know i've come too far to just suddenly say be reckless live recklessly and then a woman that was in contact with my wife and daughter called us to tell her she tested positive and so then there was a little reality check oh oh yeah there it is coming in sneaking in but today I did a huge bike ride and I did a huge walk to go pick up the car at discount muffler. Your car that wouldn't come down. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. But a, a year, two years ago, a year ago, two or maybe I had the computers. I was going to go hoof it down to there to wait for the car to be finished. And I couldn't make it walking. And today I totally made it easy. So getting in shape much more than in the past. Yeah, the car on the rack. Do you want to tell the listeners why? Well, it's your car. <laughs> we had a bit of a storm. We had a bit of a storm, a squall. What did they call it? What's the official term for it? Uh, a, de- Depeche, Depeche, Depeche mode. Depeche mode. Yeah. <laughs> Weather now, what was it called? Aaron. It's called a, a drencher. I don't know. It was a... I, Aaron thought it was a Spanish word for a straight line, long line. And it was on the map. It was a storm coming like that. Oh, is that right? That's what the the word is? Yeah. But got to remember, listeners, you can't hear the visuals we're making. So I'm just moving my arm across the screen. Yeah. Well, and I had never heard the term. And I'm almost 50. I've never either. I'm almost 40. And they say they come around every few years. And they come around, they're severe every 20 years. So... You'd think I would have heard of this before. Well, I, I don't remember ever hearing it before. Anyway, it was coming roaring across the, the West, out of the plains, across Iowa. And I didn't know anything about it. I just happened to, uh, I'd be chatting with one of my clients and they have an office in Iowa. And they said, our office in Iowa went down. And I said, well, how come? And they said, well, there's a storm coming, you know. So Robin and I, so this was at about 3.30. So I went upstairs and I found Robin and I said, we need to go batten down the hatches. And we have hatches that you can batten <laughs> down. So we got out the battening equipment. No, we went outside and we pulled in all the stuff and covered the pool, made sure the pool was covered and uh, took in all our stuff and then watched this storm come through. <laughs> and I get a message from you. Because we, cover, we, we were chatting. Yeah, we started chatting amidst our, our little D&D group and had some levity passing around amidst the storm. But you, I, I was a little confused because you wrote and said that your car was at the shop and it wouldn't come down because they lost power So they, and they couldn't get it off the lift. Yeah. And so that they, they, were te- they were texting you from the bathroom. They were all hiding in the bathroom. 
She so called, actually. She called Laura. Well, I'm so sorry oh, your car won't be done on time. <laughs> it's, in fact, it's stuck on the lift. We may not be able to get it down until they I'm give sorry. us power. Your, your car won't be done on time. <laughs> it sounds like you're in a bathroom. Uh, we are in the bathroom. <laughs> How come they can't get a car down? You would think with gravity and everything. There must be an emergency. Most people are familiar with. You know, I don't you just know. let let the air out of the thing, or let the oil out of the lift, and well, I don't know. So, is it still up there, or did it? Did you no, go? No, no. I, I went for the giant bike ride, and then while I was furthest out that I go, about an hour plus, uh, Laura texted, "The car's done." So, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I should have just waited and walked down there." So I did both. And I'm sorry. When when was the bike ride after the storm? It was at eight. No, it was this morning. Oh yeah, they had the car oh, this overnight. morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, the car okay. overnight, you know, because it was right. late. So, yeah, then I hoofed it all the way down there. It's <laughs> so all good. But you didn't have any any other uh, residual damage from the storm or anything. It it kind of passed through here very quickly, briefly. didn't do much. There were two trees down blocking the bike path, but oh. I could portage over the trunks. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I lifted the trees. <laughs> and Oh, no, those things oh. are heavy. Okay. <laughs> they don't look that heavy. They don't, but when we had a tree go down in the backyard many years ago, Megan was just, boy, she was like three or something. Or, and I I went out there, looked at these branches, and I'm like, this giant part of the tree trunk. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to lift that over the fence, roll it out front. I yeah. couldn't budge the thing. Yeah. I had to go run a chainsaw. And in those yeah. days, I was, I was afraid of chainsaws. And Megan was toddling around out there, and I'm like chainsawing this thing. And Laura was at work. I cut my leg off, and my toddler daughter's just going to watch me die slowly. Dad, at play. Dad, at play. That's ridiculous, Dave. You wouldn't die slowly. You'd die really fast. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, other than that, apparently it hit some other places harder than here. But the tornado alarm went off. It was fun to be sitting down in the basement with uh, Aaron and Laura and I. and Yeah, a little together time. Yeah, I had to clear off the gaming table to make room for them to sit. I'm like, what is all this stuff doing out? Yeah. <laughs> we sort of enjoyed a few minutes of uh, of watching the Weather Channel, which is all I can take because they're so dramatic. And they found some video footage of somewhere in Plainfield where a tree fell over and they kept showing this footage over and over <laughs> and over and over i'm like aren't you getting any other footage is it could it be that you're making more out of this than it is i mean i know it was serious in certain parts it was uh, but yeah there was, was pretty no, serious but no tornado in the end and yeah yeah anyway we well, survived today, and, and none of the squad leader stuff got wet yeah well that's a thing to worry about keep it up off the floor that's what i do i keep it up off the floor it's on uh Level three behind me. Yeah, I see it back there. Yeah, there's there's two levels of stuff below it that are, are more dispensable. I guess so. <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud and get it upset. So what else is happening there, sir? Um, well, I did my first Kickstarter for... What? Gaming table. Oh, you, like you're real donating, you're table. contributing to a Kickstarter to get a gaming table. Buying, yes. yes. Or did you start a Kickstarter 
Dave is no. sick and needs money for a gaming table. No, I earned that, okay. that big, huge subbing job I did last year. Yeah. And my wife felt no longer, no longer felt the need to, to dispute it as a big waste of money, which it probably <laughs> is in the long run. Well, so, it'll end up in a, it'll end up in a uh, landfill someday, Dave, but don't worry about that. So my, well, I'm, th I'm thinking this will have value to somebody when I pass. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's a, a company called Wormwood and the clients had texted me and said, Hey, you're seriously looking, which you say you are. They're opening up this Kickstarter at two o'clock and go fast and you might get free shipping. So I was calculating at 1.30, calculating what I was going to purchase because they got this modular system with add-on drink trays and um, game trays and obviously the wow. stuff. Flux, you know. And so I was doing all the calculations. He goes, oh, it's going to launch in 10 minutes early. It's going to launch early in about 10 minutes. So then I should have went right into Kickstarter because by the time I got in there, um, what, two minutes after it started, like, oh, I'm going to get in there quick and get free shipping. Boy, was I underestimating what quick is on the Internet. Well, you, I'm underestimating how many people are interested in that kind of thing enough by, to to be waiting for a lot. Kickstarter. Thousands. Really? Thou yes, thousands. Because when I got there, he, I, I said, send me the link in my mail so I can just click it and I don't have to go flipping around searching. Yeah kickstarter because i'm new to this and then um uh, my password didn't work so I, they had to send me one and i kept putting in my wrong email <laughs> and when i hit it it was like the free shipping gone this gone this wave one in in you know a couple and then like and it so i ended up getting in uh, september 2021 delivery date well what was the a year What's the close delivery date? Well, I think I was six, seven, maybe eight slots down. I was like wave eight. Oh, okay. So eight months before. Yeah, I think it was January, upcoming January. Oh, okay. Some people could start getting them. Wow. I was like psyched. I'm like, I'm getting a gaming table. I'm going to have it right as COVID dies when the snow comes and freezes all the COVID germs. <laughs> I am going to have it and all my friends are going to come over and I'm excited. And then I realized I hit august or the month before that no it's taken what it said there were 400 slots and then i go to the next one 500 available i'm like typing i gotta put in my credit card <laughs> oh no why didn't i pre put in a credit card so i go to that oh sorry that's gone too and then i go to the september and at least it comes up well we do have your credit card ready and i'm like uh -huh. go 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 and it's like you were in september 2020 so, hey, I waited, what, four years to seriously? You remember we were at Gen Con? Well, I yeah, said, if I can yeah. find one for less than, what were those, 4000 I don't recall. Custom made. You'll, you'll know. Yeah. Like, you can get one of these with no additional stuff, 1300 in Maple. It's going to be cool, Jeff, and you'll get to be the first one to see it. You, But you expect me to wait until September? 2021. 2021. Did you have to plump down all the money all at once? No, only three hundred. And oh, luckily, okay. Austin texted me like, "said just hit, just hit go, hit three hundred, hit just push the button, yeah. push the button, get in line." Ah. And later, you go in and change it because I got distracted changing the amount. He's like, "No, just, just hit go, hit go." 
<laughs> so he got in I, July and he was on I, time. You know, I never realized there was uh, that Kickstarter was so it was like it's like a contact sport. Sounds like well, I've never people, I've never done one. I mean, I've gone on and yeah. I've seen it. I've donated to, uh, you know, worthy causes and stuff through it. But uh, I've never done something like that. So there's a whole technique that you're learning. But anyway, that's that's cool. That would be fun. And it's gaming. It's gaming related. You could probably figure out how to play ASL on there. Uh, easily. Yeah. yeah. You can have a game set up on the interior and then cover it up, do a shorter game on the top when your other friend comes over, and then take that one off. And down inside the table is the other game still set up. Or what you could do is leave all your other games set up and then just bring over your laptop and open it up. Uh-huh. On Vassal. To Vassal. Listen to us. We're like, we're Vassal snobs now. How we quickly are. we were converted. <laughs> well, we have a whole lot of things to take a look at tonight. Do you have a box we need to open? Uh, we, I, I a do. package that came in the mail? Uh, this was a beautiful box. Speaking of uh, rich. My wife, Robin, kept coming by and saying, uh, is that garbage? I'll take that out. Uh, no, it's not garbage. Are you sure that's not garbage? Yeah, no, it's not garbage. She said, it sure looks like garbage. And it kind of does. But so here it is. Oh, you got to hide the, the addresses. But oh, it's okay. it's from a malevolent Myster benefactor. Mis mysterious benefactor. Oh, not malevolent benefactor. Not, not malevolent, as far as we know. Could be mysterious and malevolent. Yeah, pop that open. I did tweet that out, and I, I blacked out the addresses. Wasn't that good of me? Let me get out my <gasps> knife. <gasps> um, Jeff's showing a very large knife now for you podcast listeners. He's cutting. Ow! Oh, oh, oh look at the blood spurt. <laughs> well, oh, it out. look at that. What is it, Jeff, for our it's, podcast listeners? Who it's a propeller. Oh, you got one, too. It's a propeller hat. That's because I opened the box before I brought it to your house. No wonder it was. I made a reference like to not having beanie hats when we speak to a certain intelligent ASL player. Yeah. These are real propeller hats. Uh, or as they say oh. in France, a bonnet avec helice. Uh, oh, does it say that on there? Bonnet avec helice. Which means... A hat with a helicopter, or with a propeller, I guess. Because I'm challenged in so many ways, I'm actually wearing this over my headphones. So <laughs> it's guaranteed to be excellent. Well, these are excellent. Yes, thank you, mysterious benefactor. Yeah, thank you for wonderful. your mysterious benefaction. And there's another one here. How, how I have two, you have two. Yeah, okay. I took two out of there before I resealed it and brought it over to your house. We'll have to put on our propeller hats to figure out how these extra propellers go on. Yes, because we're not smart enough without yeah. our hats on. That's really nice. Super nice. Thank you, Mysterious Thank Benefactor. you. That's, you know, we just talk about something and it shows up. What should we talk about next? How about uh, fresh no. Alaskan salmon? <laughs> okay. Oh, I love fresh Alaskan <laughs> salmon. I was going to go for a million dollars, but okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll start small. And then we have, um, I think yeah, these audio. are from Perry. Yeah, probably. Oh, look at your hair. <laughs> That's the problem with having hair. It's yeah, hair. It is it's hair a problem. It's a curse. <laughs> my bald head looks exactly the same after I took off my beanie. Um, 
And we have yeah. a an audio letter. What do you call it? A call-in? Yes, a call-in. I would call it that. Can, All right, let's let's yeah, see if we can play this. Our big letters episode last time. Hey, Dave, this is a Tim Stone, longtime listener, maybe third or fourth time caller. Um, you were talking about Onslaught to Orsha, too, with uh, Rich today. And I'm one of the things that he uh, finds exciting about that is the uh, larger hex, uh, the larger hex format of the of the map. I'm actually curious. Uh, I, I haven't played squad leader or advanced squad leader in a very long time, but isn't there a, um, a situation where uh, the outcome or the, or, or the resolution of a particular, uh, a particular line of sight, I want to say it's like bypass or wall bypass, where um, you're only allowed to do this if, if it's less than a width of a counter? And I and I got to thinking that with the scale change on a map such as that, wouldn't that negate or otherwise alter that rule in such a way that you would have to have a device or something similar scaled as a counter would be to meet the scale of the map? It's an interesting problem. I wanted to know if you, Dave, or even uh, Rich had uh, uh, come across this and uh, what the solution to that would be. I'm, I'm quite curious. Thanks a lot. Wait, great podcast as well. Oh, thank you very much. You, I would that? you know, I would answer that, but he didn't mention <laughs> me <laughs> at all because I am chopped but, liver. Jeff, do you even remember the rule about... Um, I do remember the rule. Yeah, do, we ever, do we ever measure? Do we ever do that much? I think we don't do it that much, but we have measured before. We have, but yeah. not very often. And sometimes I'm playing someone and I see them. The rule is like when you're going along a woods. And bypassing. Yeah, it wasn't the wall itself, but the wall had some effect. I didn't look up the rule. But yeah, you have to be able to fit the width of a counter between the um Between obstacle. the hex side and the... Yeah, to have enough room there to bypass it with a vehicle. So right. he's absolutely right. And I, I think I just ignore it when I'm on larger boards. I suppose you could go to a, you know, there are no smaller boards for OTO and stuff like that, right? No, right. Historical games. So I don't, maybe use two counters. How much bigger are the bigger hexes? Actually, I don't know how much they are in relation to uh, the regular geomorphic board hexes. <laughs> I'll find out how much larger. Yeah, put on. <laughs> I just put on my beanie hat and oh, why well, double? It's a double. It's to just use two counters and that'll solve your problem. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what, but but yeah, remind everyone that is the rule in ASL. So if you want to surprise your opponents when they're bypassing, if you don't use it very often. So next up. Oh, by the way, you know you dropped something else off at my house. Did we want to do that? This? Oh, yes, we do. I have one also. What is that, Jeff? Do you know what that is? <clears throat> well, I do now because I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know there would be a problem with the way I opened it. So I opened it. <laughs> and about, a, about 112 <laughs> pieces went flying all over the place and on the it, floor. It has to go upside down right if you yeah it took took quite a while well we got this in the mail from thanks for the warning derek ritter 
one of our sponsors at rivercreek.com. You should all go there and order your merchandise. And I can't open mine now. Somehow I avoided it falling out. Hey, sure gosh, I... this one won't open. Oh, yeah, there we go. There's Wait, the, is that like a Chinese puzzle way? box? Is this the correct way? Yeah, that's the correct way. So what these are is we have two different. No, don't do that. He's winking. Okay, see. Yeah, that is. Somehow I actually managed to do it correctly the first time. Oh, you're correct. Got, got lucky. Or this one has lettering. Doesn't yours have lettering on it? These are boxes that are made by Derek Ritter, Ritter Krieg, and they are the counter stacking trays. Mine is the 101st um, Schwaffen, Schwaffen SS Panzer Vaamaluta. Mine does uh, not have any lettering on it. Oh, okay. That's why, yeah. maybe why it didn't open properly. So you open these up and you can find a video that Derek put out there illustrating their use of these counters. But they are numbered, like this one says nine. And what do we do, Jeff? We pull one up. Did you get all yours back in the right places? I did, yes. Nine. Yeah. So I, this, because I'm amazing. This little guy will hold nine counters. And it's great for like the beginning of the game, certainly when you got all your kill stacks, you got to move them on up a certain distance. So you put all your counters out. You put this over the top and then slide them around like that. Well, I would put them all in. Mine, this is a yeah. number four. So right, I just see how that works. Courtesy of Bill Forg. Boy, Jeff, look at our all the friends we have from our podcast. An abundance. We are these, abundant. These are all my old Russians. I had them mix the new ones and the old ones because I'm gre uh, greedy and obsessive and materialistic. Then I decided this is ridiculous. Why do I have these two different sizes and colors of counters? And I pulled out these Russians while waiting for my opponents to take their turn. <laughs> and we load them into this tray. So I have to get rid of these counters eventually. But I take four of those. I just drop them on into the Counter okay. Drop them into the counter holder. And then I have my stack of like three squads and a light machine gun. And the four fit right in there. So and it's then best what? you move them. Well, I'm not going to move stacks of counters around. Everybody knows that's not good. When you, when you're, especially I think when at the beginning of the game, when you're doing a lot of that maneuver. Oh, okay. Older style uh, games too. Okay. The newer ones have less of that, but if you're playing a lot of the early scenarios, you've got actual several turns of just moving in convoys, columns. Ah, uh, true. Moving around the board. Yeah. Also, if you're going to be sitting, like if I'm doing night games, I think this in black. You, hey Jeff, you have the white version or the wood color, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's yeah. a tan. Tan. But um, uh, I like these black ones. These could be your no-move counters. We'll spend a lot of the game waiting to c come out of a no-move. Mm -hmm. And then you're not, you're not going to knock them over accidentally either. I'm going to cover this up with my concealment. And then, ba-ba-ba-ba-boom. 
<laughs> like, see you accidentally. Jeff's trick is he always accidentally knocks him over. He's like, oh, here, yeah. I'm just next to that guy. Oh! Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh. Now, you can't knock Too it much over. caffeine, Dave. Right. Knock oh, it. It just moves. You can't knock it over. No more revealing those concealed squads. And especially if I'm in a tournament, I may really want to have a set of these, too, to help protect my setup and so on. I wonder if Derek is uh, printing these from a 3D printer. That's what I I'm guessing. I believe it's totally his thing. Yes, I do believe so. Well, that's really cool. And he sells these on the website? I actually yeah. didn't look. Get them on the website. Okay. I don't know if we're going to offer one up as a prize someday, maybe. Yeah, I think we should. I think that's good. We don't want to be, we don't want to be, well, not everybody here wants to be a greedy, materialistic, <laughs> capitalist pig. <laughs> I want to share with the people. Cool. Thanks, Derek. Indeed. All right. What else? Or, Do we have we have more what's in the box? Are we gonna should we go on to onslaught to Orsha? Uh well guess what? That's in the box. Oh, that's in the box. Well let's let's just say what's in what's in the box. What's in the box? And one of our sponsors provided us with the box, unlike other companies who I'm not sure we should support any more like <clears throat> multi-man <clears throat> publishing. Actually, Perry's been sending me lots of stuff lately. What, you just haven't been telling me. <laughs> I'm holding out. <laughs> no. What do you got there, Dave? Well, this oh. is, um, do you have a copy of this available to you also? This is the uh, yeah. rules. Founding Fire Productions. Onslaught to Orsha. So, yeah. Jeff and Rich covered the maps previously and the charts in great detail that Rich helped to write. This is the rules, BFP1. They have the slope rules in here again. They're in most of these larger Bounding Fire products. Don't be afraid of them. Mike, Rizzi, and I have been playing with the slopes in the um, Objective Schmidt mm. that we've been doing online. Yeah. You know, both he and Dave Timonen left for vacation or work vacations at the same time. And I went from playing ASL four times a week, Vassal, to just one, because you even let me down last week. But my did son. I, what did I do last week? Yeah, we had to cancel last week. Okay. One oh, day. that's right. Yeah, one day. We moved one yeah. to Friday. That's right. Okay. Um, culverts. I'll make it up to you. Rain, rain ground, snow. You got machine gun cupola. Do you remember having cupola couple of conversations? I do, yeah, from Actually. way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I I can't wait to get my copy of this. Because I love that stuff. And I love the slope rules. I don't like playing slopes, but I love the slope rules. So you've been playing the slope rules, you said. In right. the in the um objective Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't you don't find them that difficult? No, no, they're not. The once you read through, they that that game also has a a primer. Yeah. Okay. Tutorial written on how to play them. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do like a vassal. You know, we'll do a terrain time of about slopes probably upcoming at some point. Oh, and using and uh, the, do a little yeah. vassal demonstration, and as as much description as we can for those people that want to listen on the podcast, but then for people that want to see it. We yeah, this right game there. has the terrain combos, grain road, orchard shell holes. Grain road seems new to me, but that can't be that difficult. 
culverts, uh, which we had originally in the um, MMP uh, Red Barricades, I believe. Mm. And then page three, counter battery module. Now, I haven't read about this. I don't know. I don't remember if you and Rich talked about counter battery module. No, we did not. And if we did, and I don't remember, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> this module does not does not have plentiful or scarce ammo, ammo types, or nor must it ever make an access draw. It never places an FFE or effects on board or aerial units. Instead, a counter battery module's attack is used to affect the opposing side's OBA capabilities. Oh, oh. sure. Like it's it's attacking off board. So it's not a counter battery. It's a counter battery. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? That, well, well, you called it a counter battery, but I that was throwing me off. But it's a counter battery. It's a battery against the battery. Yeah, it's, and then it's you a make counter battery the, attack. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you make a die roll, and then like the okay. results can be the lowest caliber enemy OBA module is considered to have drawn two reds and is eliminated. Okay. Um, add one red car to the pile if you don't roll as much. Add any enemy FFE change to harassing fire effects, but the same blast area. If the enemy module is conducting a smoke mission, full smoke is flipped to dispersed. So at the weakest, it looks like it can reduce the effectiveness of the attack of it. And at the best, it can just take it out on a final die roll of a two. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's and that that's an idea that happened a lot in war. Definitions and abbreviations are already here on page three and four. So mm-hmm. that's it. Page five gets into the campaign game rules and onslaught mm. the Orsha. Yeah. Through the normal stuff, we don't get into a whole lot. Perimeters, fortifications, charts, refilling charts, repurchasing tables, yeah. recon tables, an index up to page 21, 22 index. Gadzooks. Something I found interesting also, and Jeff, you remember we did commit to playing a campaign game. We did. Did we say which one? Was it going to be yeah. a, a uh, Orsha? Yeah, Nope. Or was it the objectives from Schmidt? No, nope. it's going to be... Poland and Flames. Michael. No, it's an MMP product. Hatton and Flames. Oh, Hatton and, Hatton and Flames. Wait, Poland and Flames? What's the name right. of the Hatton? Hatton and Flames? Did they steal that from the... <laughs> A lot of stuff in Flames. Yeah, I... Germany is, is, is Isn't it Poland and Flames? And... Yeah, for sure it's Poland and Flames, and that came out before... No, wait, no, it's Onslaught to Poland. <laughs> so yeah, anyway look s-a-s-l games do you know what those are s-a-s-l solo a-s-l yep solitaire a-s-l yeah. and so there's a mission mission tables i actually played some of these and i sold my box set on ebay and then i regretted it because we started doing the podcast i think mm. so then i bought it again Oh, did you? Be- when MMP offered it without a box. Oh, I do kind of remember that. One Christmas or something, they were, or something, they were cleaning house. They had stuff with no box. Yeah. yeah. So I went yeah. ahead and grabbed it again. Well, you think during this time of more isolation, I'd be playing solitaire, but yeah, Vassal's more fun. But it's interesting stuff. Ironic, I sold my copy with a box. 
and then had to buy one without a box. What is that telling you, Jeff? You need a box. I need a box. I need that original yeah. box. Listeners, yeah. send me an original box, the SASL. My life's not complete. Could you tip your... You get, you get two of these. You get uh, the enemy activation tables, which is like as you're moving across the board, you roll randomly to activate these concealed units that you put all around. Mm. You don't even know what they are. You roll mm. randomly to see what they are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's two missions. Solitaire ASL. Here's the second mission. And here's some random events for the OTO tables. Looks like they are probably unique in some ways, I would imagine. And then you get this usual bit. You get a nice little page showing the whole board, the whole map that came yeah. with I assume you and Rich showed last time. Yeah. All that in OTO, including counter sheets. <sighs> come up just like your broken ground design. Beautiful so, counter sheets. So far, I think no one has claimed those sniper counters, so we announced it on the last show. Somebody just needs to email us and just yeah, we'll mail it out. And of course, uh, don't assume that someone else has that already. Maybe I can tweet out when it gets taken. But um, yeah, nice counters. So this counter sheet is, and all these planes, they just do such a great job with these airplanes now. Yeah, the printing, the detail, the color is the color, excellent. Really excellent. Easy to read. Different types of planes. Yeah. Looks like you're getting the CBM module marker for that counter battery fire. Uh, back sides, there's this half sheet of uh, the mine roller damage counters, which Rich talked about with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine roller damage, the access allied location control counters. A wonderful turn counter here. You know, Dave loves his unique. Oh, yes. On the back of that, some kind of Russian thing. Yes, yes. Unit symbol. Very lovely. For the Army group. Combat victory point markers. There's more machine guns. I know the German machine guns are very unique from Objective Schmidt. I'm assuming there's some of that here also. And German planes to also, again, uniquely done to specific types of, I don't know what they are, Stukas or, boy, that I don't recognize the shape of that wing. 152 artillery piece and OBR-37R. Oh, Russian captured weapons in the German. That's what the little Ah, okay. Yeah, get some more large mortars. And then you have a set of, and the... The colored infantry counters and the cupolas, cupolas we looked at already. Yeah, yeah. A sheet of paper, but look at the routing side. They're more like running away. I don't know. Can you see that, Jeff? Is I that... do. Yeah, I can see that. So, it lo yeah, it looks like one guy's on the ground. One guy's running toward yeah. the fourth wall, so to the speak. Fourth one, guy's wall. Just, one guy's just <laughs> running off to the side. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Uh -huh. Different. And then all the new tanks that you're going to get. We have the tank sheets coming up next. Some extra orchard counters. This thing called sparse orchards. I forget that. I wonder if oh, that. Oh yes. You know we haven't dug into the Japanese module that we got from them. Our first one ever from. Blood and Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Or did we buy that one? Um, I, I don't recall. 
sparse orchards. I have to figure that out. Yeah. Pruning area counters and looks like a set of area counters in the lower case A, B, C, D, E, F, and then a double case A, A, B, B counter for. So you like got all, plenty, plenty, plenty. All, all the nationalities or most all. counters. Oh, those so burning that, wrecks, those burning wrecks are very nice. Fire red. And yeah. um, overall, you're looking at, from the back of the game packet, you got your 32 scenarios we're not going to look at. We decided right. And right. I can look at them specifically later if I have time, or you can, if you do a deep dive. 370 half-inch counters, 384 5-8 inch, two of the maps, and a historical map sheet of yet three around the Orsha Plain, June 44. The rules we looked at, the map boards, double-sided, you guys looked at last time, and the quick play charts, and a whole set of the new definitions for the vehicles. Vehicles? Yes, vehicles. I know it's, how excited everybody gets about their vehicle sheets. The PT3 mine roller system. Oh, yes. KVs with flamethrowers, I think, is the unique thing there. M4A2s, so those are Americans. Yeah, in 1942, they, we began shipping them these vehicles. So it's the Russian-colored, as well as the British Matildas. Mm-hmm. We'll go a waltzing, a waltzing Matilda. It's interesting, they're inferior tanks, so if they're labeled heavy tanks for the British, the Russians didn't necessarily consider them heavy tanks. We'll show you what heavy tank is. Oh, that was the back of the sheet. In the front end, you got your T-70, some variation on it, several mine rollers, and then you got... Um, that mine roller is an odd thing. Well, there's the flail tank from the British. I think was yeah. that the only one. That seems like a better idea to me than the this mine roller thing. Have you looked at the actual vehicles, how they worked? I looked. Uh, yeah, I actually saw a couple of YouTube videos about them, and they had these, you know, just these metal wheels that would go out in front of the tank, you know, these sets of metal wheels, and they would hit a mine and blow up. And it, it just seems like it it would blow up and then they'd have to replace it with another one because it would wreck the wheel. It oh. just looks, it, it looked inefficient. It, just from the video I saw, it looked inefficient, but I'm sure it was much cleverer than what I'm thinking. It definitely looks like just a bunch of um, round. Just like a bunch of round wheels. Wheels from a tank. Yeah. Metal. Yeah, the front of a frame that goes out and they push out in front of the tank. I wouldn't want that job, any of that job, no. No. Thank you, no. Uh, there's Valentine tanks also from the British in the Russian colors now. With the upgunned, I believe it said these are 57Ls. Yeah, well, I did read this one. I remember part of it was they had to take out a machine guns to make room for this bigger gun. And then mm. another version, the 10, uh, added it back in somehow, a coaxial gun. The M10s, the U.S. provided 52 Wolverine tanks to the Soviets. And, um, yeah, M5A1s, the M17, MGMs, the like the American uh, Jeep. Boy, that doesn't look like a Jeep. Jeep, Jeep, Jeep GPA. 
Is that the amphibious? Yeah, that's the amphibious version of a Jeep. So you get those counters in there. Of course, you get your notes that you need. The ordnance notes and uh, the tr the truck counters from the Americans in the in the color for the Russians and some kind of guns. Got to look at that. But some kind of new guns or more guns. And then there's the notes, of course, that you guys had mentioned on the mine roller. So it looks. Is this the little charts Rich was talking about? Do you, do you remember? Uh, yes, I think so that's, the little yeah. graphs that go with yeah. the pictures, right, or right. with the rules. Yeah. So, so that's a that's a whole page of rules for the PT tanks, mine roller PT. Oh, okay. Yeah. They can get recalled apparently. Your examples, page and a half on that, but I would be anxious to try them. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. And lastly, what do you get with the Germans here? You get your Panzer III J OP. What was the OP observation tanks? Fully tracked artillery batteries led to the need for tracked observation vehicles. Yeah. Um, so these are some modified vehicles with for observing the uh, OBA and attacks and so forth. You get a German Panzer T-34 slash M-41. What the heck is that? Several German Panzer and infantry divisions used the T-34 tanks during Operation Bagration. This represents just a captured T-34. That's what it looks like. Yeah, armed with the high-velocity 76-millimeter F-34 gun designated the P-34-M-41. Repainted with German markings, fitted with radios, and put into front-line service. So, and then some of those Sudkafez, S-D-K-F-Z thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Several types. Less German things. The notes are only that long. And then looks like two new types of guns. Or one of these is the captured Russian one I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Both of them are? Yep, both of them are. Captured Russian guns in German colors. And I think that covers everything you get in the box. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. Again, what was it's it? A lot. Four scenarios. Get your money's worth. Whoa. Definitely get your money's worth. I'm eager to play one of those scenarios with those seeps, those those uh, amphibious jeeps. Yeah, that looks like fun. I've got a fr a friend of mine owns an amphicar, which is For one real? of those. Yeah, he's got a real amphicar. He used to take it down. It's been a couple of years, but he would take it down to Lake Michigan and just drive right into the lake, drive around, come out. For real. Yeah. Did yeah. they let them do that? They do. They do. Not illegal? No. I think as long as he has uh, flotation devices. Yeah, some kind of permit or... or yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. He really gets... It really turns some heads. He's invited me to go with him, but it doesn't look safe. <laughs> I mean, the thing does not look safe. <laughs> but he's very proud of that vehicle. <laughs> so... Wow, that's a ton of stuff. Great, yeah, it is. Great value. Head on over to Bounding Fire Productions and order that, folks. If you haven't, we don't know why you haven't. We keep telling you to. That's what the horse too. Yeah. Next up could be Quad de Guerre. We've been getting some mail. Ask yeah. us to get moving and take a look at that Danon stuff inside there. Of course, we had the practice map from 
Yes. Uh, the designer, which I think was at your place. I think you gave it to me, and it's I over there. I thought did, yeah. yeah. It's over there rolled up. So we've seen that, but we haven't seen this final version, and we'll crack into that on the next show, but we usually don't promise anything. Or the anything. one after that, yeah. We try not to promise anything. Hey, everybody. Jeff and I just finished HS2, War Without Quarter. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, there was no quarter at all. Japanese Marines, it's from the historical study we've been playing a lot, and it's a pretty big board. And Jeff, you said you liked the setup. Yeah, I thought this was was really interesting, uh, the way it was set up with with the Americans having to set up in the foxholes on the south side. I don't know if that's actually the south side, but just from this perspective, from the south side of this river, yeah. and sort of keep the, the Japanese busy there. And this is... Um, it's not an easy river to cross. I mean, well, rivers aren't in general easy to cross, but we've really found out how difficult it was to cross. Yeah, it has um, wading, or is it fording? I think it's, shoot. It's fording. 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 Which, so they have to be adjacent to the river before they move into it. Because it takes, all, it the takes all their movement points to move into it. Then and they can't advance during the advance phase. Right? They can't advance. No. Do, they can or advance, do they advance out, out, but not Yeah. So then they so they have to stand there that whole turn and then move into the next hex their next turn and then advance out. So they're in there a long time. And I moved a squad and a and a leader into there and Dave quickly popped up a machine gun and um, killed the dead. An L ten, that medium machine gun finally got a shot all the way down the river to I think it was S four. Yeah, yeah. S4. Racked up four points right there with a really low roll. But, yeah, this is the Tanaru River and Guadalcanal. So we still have those Stuart tanks that we've been playing a lot with, the M3LT light tanks. Um, yeah, they can see the whole board. So Jeff's force started on that side, uh, this it does say the south. No, that's the entering, technically the west side, but below the river. Yeah. So yeah. I think Jeff figured that was kind of a force to hold. There's some heavies in there, machine guns. and Yeah, good. I had good firepower with uh, three good machine guns, uh, three good leaders. Yeah, nine Everybody in foxholes. Then I had an, an, an AT gun, which I had a good position on. So I had a, a really good solid spot there. Um, problem and is, I, I, gotta, I can't stay there. I need to be crossing the river, as I found out. Well, eventually. But I think eventually. Now, remember, too, I set up, I think I had a, yeah, see the foxhole in V0 by the river? There's a neg ack counter on it. Oh, I could probably move that ack counter. Yeah, you could. Oh, there you go, kids. Okay. So this one here in, in the foxhole. And Jeff nailed him and drove him back. He was, um, now he's back here, striped with the 614 machine gun, Japanese squad. So I realized he's just going to annihilate that guy and rack up two points if I don't get out of there. Because over here, you have a medium and you had a heavy somewhere else. Heavy way on the, way on the west edge. Oh, and here. And and a heavy, yeah, a heavy right in the middle in S5. 
Yeah. Right next so to So that the... guy was just nailing me. So I had to back off of the T1. I had to back out of R2, you know, anywhere on this coast over here. So I backed out, which was ended up being smart. And then this medium was hidden. Yeah, the medium was hidden until uh, till kind of late when I popped out the squads over on the west side where I thought, well, it's time for them to get out of the foxhole. And I thought I'd take them out along the beach yeah, and cross tank, the effluent. Tank did a, got rid of the other wire. Yeah, I had four tanks. They all came up moving along this hard sand. Couple bogs, but you got freed of them quickly. Yeah. My, my, yeah, bog and not mired. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I cleared the wire and finally got the tanks across the effluent and moved them up eventually, kind of doing exactly what I had planned for them to do, which was to go around the backside where the Japanese were to kind of keep them tight in so that forces moving in from the east could put pressure on from that side. But yeah. And I, and I was like, thinking of backing away, running away, because if, if Jeff gets 30 points, uh, I am lost. And if I get 24 of his, he loses automatically. So we thought of it as a slugfest, but had lots of strategy. So I was thinking of running away, but then he had his tanks back there. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting surrounded. So at the same time, I had uh, uh, quite a few forces entering in from the east side entering carefully in from the east side and doing lots of searching as yes. they went. And we marked Dave them. Had, huh? We marked those spots with those brown overlays. Yeah. Yeah. As I searched, we would uh we would march that mark the hexes I searched so that I would remember which ones I searched. And I was not doing well with searching. I kept rolling fives and sixes, which was so searching was kind of kind of excruciating there, not not moving along as quickly as I would like. And I, I, I never did find anybody, did I, Dave, with all my searching? Um, I, no. You popped nope. up? I don't think anybody popped no, up. No, yeah. This this one here in, Jeff, you could show them the 8-0. Yeah, they were still hidden. And Jeff got close. And then this gun that's marked prep fire you can take the prep off that gun oh yeah let's clear the markers oh, yeah. here okay yeah that gun i we always i put my crew on top i don't know why i think it's supposed to be below right um but it got a killer rate killer rate got a several crits i think right jeff yeah yeah and just racked up some points and i would keep hitting the same stack of broke guys just hit them, hit them again. Okay, if they didn't route far enough, hit them again because you can follow them with your act. And it looks like a lot of pluses, but you get a plus two for orchard or palm trees, plus three. But then when you acquire, like if you look where he's acquired now, down yeah. below, yep. that, that's only a plus one. You need, a, what, an eight to hit or something. So you're going to hit a lot. Um, and then the problem was the Americans firing back those foxholes helped a lot. So if I had a plus two shooting at the Jeff's Marines coming across the palm trees, he fired back at a plus four. Plus four, yeah. Two for foxhole and then two for the same intervening palm trees. So that got to be a, a problem. I really like my defensive setup after all. Wasn't sure at first, but. Um, 
That worked really well because it kept me at bay. I, I kind of had to fall back uh, a little bit out of yeah. range so yeah. that I wouldn't get pummeled because I was just getting pummeled. Yeah, even my mortar was hitting up there at the top. Yeah. There's a mortar under that foxhole up at the XV5. So I was I was really eager to get the tanks around the back to kind of because I thought it would take some pressure off of those guys that were getting pummeled along the east side. Yeah. And uh, but they didn't get there fast enough until and finally one did. <laughs> Ta -da! And, and Dave whipped out his tank hunter hero from this uh, foxhole where he's got a mortar and the mortar wasn't being very effective. But a tank hunter hero appeared. He made moved a, out into the uh, kunai, and I made, took a 12-shot at him. Yeah, made his three check, made his morale check. He you made can his see three some of the check. rolls on the left there. Then I hit a, I got a two-hit on him with the main armament, and I hit him. I had a good result on the on the IFT, which, but all that did was wound you. Yeah, and I made that roll. You can see that on the screen. Yeah. I rolled, uh, I guess that's where I rolled the snake eyes on the IFT. And I thought, oh, there's, he's gone. He's yeah, gone. That was the no, case because he's, two. <laughs> yeah, it's a case slash. A case, so case slash two or three. All it did was wound him. So yeah. then he continued on, got into my hex, rolled for the ATMM. Uh, yep. At the one, I think, on that. Yep. Trying to look at that. So forget him on it. Blew up my tank, turned it into a blaze, which is yeah. beautiful. Look how pretty that is. Four roll at the bottom. I like a good fire. And then I could also still <laughs> launch a tank hunter hero from Hex Z V W W eight, I think, or nine. They can move eight, so they could run right through the palm trees all the way up to that tank, even if that guy died. Yeah. You know, that's the amazing thing. You could launch a tank hunter hero from way down here. If you could get a, one of the American tanks isolated, try and hit it from different directions. I failed to get a tank hunter hero from Hex V5 behind the artillery piece. Yeah. I thought I could attack from the side of the tank first. He, yeah, he failed, and then the one up top made it into the mortar. But it worked out. It's, you know... But Jeff's strategy was, I thought, pretty good. He got bottled up in this bottom area by the river. We were both surprised. I had these guys, I had originally had these guys yeah, moving up, up along this Z column. Yeah. Um, and they were just getting shredded. So I had to fall them back. And then they, they moved back around into this area right along that was adjacent to the river. But then they got all jammed up. And I did manage to get a couple of squads across the river, but then they're all jammed up in here because you were. This was a really a key point, I think, and you covered that so well. Between well, order, again, ideally, I would be firing at your guys waiting or fording. Yeah. From hex V zero in the foxhole right down the river, you know. But you drove me out of that. Yeah. Which still worked out okay because. Then if when Jeff came adjacent at least once or twice already, W ten swamp, or once you went into the water and popped up into the foxhole hex, and I still nailed you enough to drive you back, I think. But either way, yeah. And as and guys, you can't, your guys cross the river. Yeah, they you know they up. can't get through here really because they would All have to go groups. out into the water and then they're sitting ducks. Well, no, I can't see them down there. Uh oh. And back a hex. 
you're down a level. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But you had to come up adjacent and then take yes. a 24 shot. Right. Before you could get in the foxhole. Well, if you're advancing, I guess you go right in. Yeah, you're advancing. But anyway, 24 shot kept driving you out of that. Any so, of those axes. Uh, I would say if I played this as the Japanese, I don't think I would do anything different from what you did other than um, just try to be more aware of the pummeling you're going to take from anything on the far side of the river. So as long as you've got a place to fall back to or don't put too, and don't put too many forces there so that they're vulnerable, then which is kind of what you did, then you're okay. What would you do as the Americans differently? Yeah, good question. Oh, I think the only thing was thinking about the squads that were held up along the top, along, for listeners at home, we'll try and post the picture on the podcast website, but it's row CC8 now that Jeff's in, CC7, CC6, coming through this massive palm tree. You spent a turn or two here waiting to for the bottom to break through, I think, right? Yeah. I would have went ahead and swung around and came everybody at that mortar along the top and got away from that infantry gun better but you know that's it, what's in here thing. What, Otherwise, what's in here dave can you tell me now what's in these uh oh, concealed yes, hexes because i thought there's yeah so i'd be taking it from the mortar oh i'd be taking it from those four four sevens what else we got there's two four four sevens down yeah here. holy cow i forgot i had two here. yeah I, I couldn't have come across here. There'd be no, an right. ground. You'd be shooting just... through Kunai, but that's not yeah. a big deal. No, you're right. I would have shifted, and that's an 8 and 8, 16 shot suddenly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of firepower that I would have to to cross a little bit of open ground or even through two hexes of palm yeah. trees. Yeah. I don't know. You have the air support, but you know it only comes in in my move, so he picked off a guy with the... Trying to escape with a mortar. A couple of half squads, I think, I got with the... That was about it. And this empty mortar. No, you know, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, again, you're denying the American airplane the chance to get a good strafing attack by being buried in this massive um, palm grove, you know? Yeah, if you stay in the palm trees, then the uh, air support really isn't very... Stay surrounded level one terrain yeah that blocks the plane's line of sight um is what the japanese should do too because that plane doing point attacks was hitting was it 12 shot and 12 yeah or over there yeah eight firepower i'd like to know if anybody else has played this uh how it turned out for them yep but But, very fun scenario i thought it was i thought it was really cool and i i had to be I had to root for the tank hunter hero, even though I knew, you know, I was going to get clobbered. But he was a brave guy, and he got through some. Oh, and I guess your plane could have come in and tried to pick him off too. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Across the kunai, yeah, but but then he wouldn't be able to attack anywhere else, and so that is war without quarter. HS two. Uh, the tanks had the canisters shots, which you did use earlier across. Yes river which also scared me out of my positions along the h10 h9 woods and i had a guy with a dc over there jeff whatever happened to that dc 
I hope somebody finds it. Oh, I launched a tank hunter hero with it. And you killed him. Yeah, so this was our second. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you killed the first one. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then you just rolled over those guys. So, all right. That's what we've been playing lately. Well, I guess that uh, wraps up this episode. All right. I think we're out of time. So, good to see you, Dave. Yep, good to see you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We we love you. And we love our sponsors. And if you would like to sponsor the podcast or participate in making this podcast even better, you can head on over to Patreon and become a patron. Or you could send us a donation right from our website. You could use uh, PayPal or something like that. Or you could just pass this show on to other people. Because apparently there are ASL players that do not listen to this podcast. It could be because they don't know how. And maybe they just need a little help. And there are non-players that listen to this podcast, which there is are. always a high, very high compliment. Yeah, it is. Um, yes, and if you do the Patreon, you get the bonsai read-alouds. Yes. Uh, 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 ten is coming up. Yeah. Yes. Ten is coming up next. Bonsai issue ten. I know it sounds like it goes back a long ways, folks, but I recorded that just recently and. There is a great uh, mortar uh, article by Tim Huntsdorfer in there. Just again here. And some players were asking us to go more into the basics of the game and the tactics and strategy. Yeah. If you can afford to grab it in Patreon, grab it because that's a lot, a whole lot of strategic concepts, ideas, and plain tips. Super duper. Thanks everybody for listening. And remember, roll low and rally well. But not not when you're playing us. us. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.